Don't ask me to talk. From the sublime to the ridiculous. Join me, Stacey Heller. And me, Eric Ryder. As we talk about what's good to watch, read, see, listen to, and more. An edutaining one-hour break in your day that includes the segment, What Are We Eating? Sponsored by Dingfelder's Delicatessen. Stick with us for something good. Hey, welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am Stacy Heller, joined, of course... By me, Eric Ryder. Hello. There he is. So, each week... Eric and I, we talk about random holidays because, honestly, who doesn't need more to celebrate, right? Um, We talk about topics that we pick randomly from our wheel-o-topics because, as you have said in the past, sometimes it's nice to know what you're going to talk about. That's right. And it's like there's so many decisions to make, so to have it made for you is really nice. Yeah. Although it occurred to me last week when... The topic that we picked was bring a guest. Mm -hmm. It occurred to me that we didn't pick what we were going to talk to the guest about. Yeah, that's not a topic. That's a suggestion. I know. (laughs) So I'm like, so now we figured it out. Yeah. If all else fails, spin the wheel again. So that's what we're going to do today. Yes. So that'll be fine. With a guest. With a guest. Yes. Yeah. So that's fine. It's fine. It's all good. Anyway, uh, we also chat each week. Wheel of random. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Uh, we also, of course, chat each week with Vance Dingfelder of Dingfelder's Delicatessen and Nourish Catering each week about what we're eating and what's going on with him, which is always delightful and sometimes slightly chaotic. But you know what? We have come to love that about him. Um, anyway, so just tune in and sit back and relax and enjoy a nice show full of lively banter. That's right. There you go. Uh, you can find past episodes of Don't Ask Me to Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find uh, another show that I do called Stacy Connects wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, you should consider subscribing. It won't cost you anything. Right. Everybody does it. You know you want to. <laughs> it's free. I mean, there you go. If you would like to connect with us, you can do that. It's also free. It's 475-999-2726. Or 475-99-YAPCO. I mean, we are a company of yappers. That's right. That's a good one. I don't think you've done that one before. (laughs) I'm sure we did it at some point, but uh, (laughs) operator is standing by. Exactly. We're, We're waiting to hear from you. Uh, so as I mentioned, we uh, last week, since we had to bring a guest, or since that was the thing that was picked, we'll be joined by my friend, Steve Has, and uh, we'll figure out what we're going to talk about with him. The hey, first- just on a side note real quick, I'm yeah. thinking about yeah. <laughs> what I said, the, you know, operator is standing by. Do you remember when like magazines like used to give uh, the subscriptions and then they would have like a little gift uh, yes. that would go with it? And they would sell the gift on the commercial for the magazine like that was the big deal. Yeah. Like it's the subscription. <laughs> sure. That's, you know, you, you may be interested what? in that. But what you're really calling to get is a football shaped phone. Right. You know, totally. Maybe we need a don't ask me to talk novelty item Maybe. Uh, to get people to subscribe. I, I don't know what that would look like, but uh, maybe a muzzle. Um, like, you know, don't ask me to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, or a mask. 
Some kind of incentive. Uh, that's what I'm thinking at hmm. some point. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna stick it in this little popcorn uh, maker that I call a brain that's and right. add some heat and popcorn on it. Well, the uh, the swimsuit edition uh, was also a very oh. Sports Illustrated would bank their whole thing on. You you pay forty dollars for this subscription, but one issue is going to be the swimsuit edition. So hey, maybe works. that's what we need. It worked for me. <laughs> I don't was, ask me to talk. I was a good swimsuit I'm not edition. doing a swimsuit. <laughs> I see where you're going, and I am not doing that. Well, we could both get like those old timey 1940s style, <laughs> you know, two piece with the stripes. You know, oh, man. I mean, it yes. doesn't say what kind of swimsuit. That's true. Yes. That's true. Because there are- I'll like, have a hat, like a jaunty straw So you're straw not going to do a Speedo? No, of course not. Nobody <laughs> oh, man, nobody are... wants to see that. Oh, uh, well, you'd be surprised. Like, well, now that I'm completely sidetracked by this idea of a calendar <laughs> and a free I'm and sorry, irresistible just, item- as, as soon as I said operator is standing by, I couldn't help but think about like the old- Time life for uh, yeah yeah the Sports Illustrated uh, commercials that you know back when people subscribed to magazines totally and, and one of the big selling points was always some novelty item right like the umbrella that, that says Time Magazine yes, on it that's right yeah. right and you're like oh I have to get that yes it'll be a perfect gift for my husband <laughs> I and- need this two dollar item. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's going to cost me, you know, $40 to get a year's worth of Life magazine or whatever. Right. Reader's Digest. Which, does Reader's Digest still come out? You know, I have no idea on that. But, uh, you know, they were. I believe their gift was, like, condensed books. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. They would take, like, popular books, chop out a bunch of stuff <laughs> to make them, you know, slim so you could, you know, enjoy them on the beach, I guess. You know, crime like, and punishment. I was just going to say, Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Yes. And then it's like, it was times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a tale of one city. Exactly. Like, we don't have time for both cities. War and peace. Eh, how about just war? There you go. I mean, <laughs> or just know, peace. It sells. It, I think war sells more than peace, sadly. Yeah, the peace was a pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> very short. Very, very short. So, cut out the war. <laughs> I, 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 this is now going to be in the back of my head. I might blurt out throughout the show like ideas. It um, looks like Reader's Digest still exists. Uh, and may just be website form. I'm not sure, but uh, maybe that's what our free and irresistible thing is that we need to to give out. We need to give people Reader's Digest. Maybe. We could probably find them on eBay. You like eBay? You find things there all the time. <laughs> if people old sus- Reader's Digest, <laughs> <Yes>. okay, <laughs> and we're just going to mail them to people, okay, that express interest. So, hey, listeners out there, I'll tell you what reach out to us. Remember, the number is 475-999-2726. That's 475-99-YAPCO. Right. We're standing by. And if you send us your name and your uh, address, maybe we'll send you something. It could be a Reader's Digest. It okay. could be my my old newspaper. You never know. <laughs> but we are standing by. I won't send you trash or anything inappropriate. I promise. Okay. Woof. We're back. We're back on track. So it's the ridiculous high holidays. And what are we celebrating today? Well, okay. On an international level, we're celebrating School Meals Day. Now, okay. not for the reason that they have. 
the reason that they have is to talk about uh, the importance of health and nutrition among students throughout yeah. the day. Making sure globally every kid, you know, has access has at least one good meal a day. Exactly. Yeah, very important. Very important. Also and tots. That's where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> did you bring lunch from home or did you get school lunch? For me, school lunch would have been considered a treat. Mm. Because mom usually made me whatever she made. For me, it was the opposite. I always got school lunch, and bringing something from home would have been a treat as far as I was concerned. Okay. uh, Yeah, school lunch. You know, I I think it was just because it just seemed like, uh, you know, they never had, like, really good food. It was all like, yeah, it was decent food. But when I think about it, compared to, like, a cold bologna sandwich that I would have brought in, it was actually a pretty decent meal. Right? But it's always that grass is always greener kind of thing. Seemed like the wealthier kids always brought their own lunch. So, you know, <laughs> us poor kids that were uh, eating the uh, lunch provided by the school, it always seemed like, oh, they've really got it made with their f- bag of Fritos and bologna sandwich. But honestly, if I had thought about it yeah, a little harder... Having a hot meal, like having a, a, right. a, a, a hot slice dog of lasagna tater tights, tater is, is going to trump right? <laughs> white bread with bologna any day. I, I hated the lunches that my mom sent. She would send uh, meatloaf sandwiches, which in theory well, is an adult. Great. It does sound great, yeah. except that she did it on basically, I think it was like Wonder Bread. Uh-huh. And so, and it was like a slab of meatloaf. So the bread then- I'm still on board. Okay. But it basically <laughs> became like- smashed because you know it's in your backpack fused together yes right and so then it was like oh this is kind of gross (laughs) and she didn't put you know like lettuce or anything like that it Uh was two pieces of bread and a piece of meatloaf with the ketchup that was on the top from when she cooked it i know you're on board but it it sounds messy if nothing else yeah it was okay and then she probably would have been better hot totally better hot yeah and she also sent the uh, the old Kodak film cases that was the black container with the gray top. Oh, yeah. I remember those. Yep. She sent that them for with... storing quarters for some reason. Well, they fit perfectly. <laughs> yes. That's why. Yeah. Uh, but why did we need to store quarters? I don't I, know. You know. Back in the day, you had to roll quarters into a little roll and take those to the bank, and then they would give you real money. Right. Uh, so that was, the, actually, that was the reason why. Well, <laughs> and my mom used them to put my... Nestle quick in so she would take a little bit of yes she would take the dry powder and she would put it in the film container which I'm sure doesn't have nasty like whatever film chemicals on yeah totally I'm sure it's fine and she would stick Nestle quick powder it does explain a lot thank you very much sorry (laughs) and then I would put Mm. it in the school milk and then I would shake it and that's how I had my my chocolate milk she didn't splurge for the chocolate milk, which is ridiculous. What kind did you use for the chocolate milk? Uh, I think it was Nestle Quick. Nestle Quick. Okay, we were a Hershey's family. Okay, yeah, I think we were. I think we were Quick because Quick's the one with the rabbit, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, there was a little boy on the Hershey's container, which my mom said that it was me. It looks like you, <laughs> or it did. And I took that at face value. She wasn't. She was implying, "Hey, this kid looks like you, uh, Eric." I took it as they somehow like sent over somebody did a sketch of me while I wasn't paying attention, and are now using this to market chocolate milk and making millions. Whereas I 
am earning maybe a quarter from the tooth fairy like, yearly. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hello, where's yes. my payday? When are we getting some of that Hershey money, mom? <laughs> That's funny. You know, it's like the um, Coppertone kid, right? Right. Which I think is Jodie Foster. I think that was a rumor. I'm not sure if that's accurate, though. All right. Well, I'm sure that you will look that up. We'll find out. While I discuss what the other, uh, now on a national level, today is Barbie Day. That's right, listeners. In 1959, an 11-inch tall blonde bombshell made her debut at the American International Toy Fair in New York City. (laughs) And it was two years later in 1961 that she was introduced to her longtime love, Ken, who still has not put a ring on it. (laughs) That's right. Um, So it's Barbie Day. Barbie and maybe Jodie Foster Day, too, because, you know, she did make her acting debut in a Coppertone commercial in 1965. She was three years old. However, she was never a model for the Little Miss Coppertone logo. Okay. In the commercial, did, like, did she show off her little tanned bum? I don't know. I don't think that would have been... I don't know. It was a wild Kosher. time in the 60s. Because the, that was a cartoon. Uh, I know. But... Yeah, and I, I don't know if they would have gotten away with actual butt. <laughs> I, you know, like I said, but it was a knows? wild, wild time. Look at that. It was only, you said 1965? That she was featured in yep. a commercial, but 1952 was when Little Miss Coppertoad was featured on billboards without her dog. Uh, hanging a bathing suit on her clothesline, I guess. And then in 53, uh, things started getting frisky. <laughs> wow. At Look at that. And then, you know, and then in 59, Barbie came along. There you go. Yeah. And she's tan all over. No tan lines. <laughs> because <laughs> maybe she uses copper tone, question mark? Anyway. Who knows? Uh, that was a wild time back then. People were trying to get the sun damage. Not trying to protect themselves. Totally. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's when you used baby oil and right. like, and it was like Band de Soleil yes. for that Saint Tropez tan. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's not so great if you are fair, uh, like no, it is you not. are and like I am. Um, as a redhead, I can say that I've had severe sunburn as a result of that. Not worth it. Me too. Did you ever get the bubbles? Yes. Oh, that's the worst. Totally. The but bu- then it's fun to bubbles peel. on your shoulder. <laughs> like, then you try to peel off the skin and uh, sheet. Yeah. Yeah. We're genetically designed to be in a bog somewhere in Ireland. We're not meant to be out it's in true. the sun. But it's, <laughs> it is true. <laughs> that's why we're doing this in a radio studio. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not out, outside. We've got skin tone for radio. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, it is also Popcorn Lover's Day, and I am a huge popcorn lover. I make popcorn all the time. We've talked about it before on the show. I love making truffle popcorn with lots of sea salt. I love going to the movies and having it. I just, I love popcorn. Just saying. Try it with some Thai gin. Really? It's delicious. Okay. I, I'm going to have to do it. I think we talked about this because I think I mentioned. I've, I've mentioned it before, but I, I just really like it. So I'm I mention s- it anytime I can. I, I'm going to mention it. That's a good idea. Okay. Um, and then for birthdays today, uh, 
this just made me laugh. Uh, it is Bow Wow's birthday, otherwise known as Little Bow Wow, otherwise known as Kid Gangsta. And I All found right. out uh, when I looked him up, because I was like, okay, is Bow Wow and Lil Bow Wow the same person? Because I was like, is Lil Bow Wow Bow Wow's kid? <laughs> and, <Right. laughs> and no, they're all the same person, and he's 5'3". So I get it. Um, so I just, I think it's, I don't know why that made me chuckle, like all the different names that you can have uh, within your own industry. Sure. I mean, I suppose if you think about it, it's like Snoop Dogg, right? He was Snoop Lion for right. a minute. And then like. Uh, and now did you know that he has a, a winery? He's yeah. got his own label. 19 <laughs> <Wine>. Crimes. <laughs> yes. Because when people are looking for the perfect rosé for their evening, 19 Crimes. <laughs> but you know who's on the cover of the uh, the label for the rosé? No. Martha Stewart. Okay. Of course. Right. Right? Doesn't that make sense? I, I was only aware of one crime that Martha committed, but uh, maybe there's a whole laundry list. <laughs> I, I Well, I mean, <laughs> That she's yes. not able to uh, wash. But I think he's like record. featured different uh, convicts, if you will, or criminals okay, so on the various 19 types. different criminals. Maybe. To me, it just makes me think of Pruno, which uh, does not make me want to consume your wine. Sorry. Well, there is that. Uh, as a side note, uh, by the way, because this is the part of the show where we where we do side notes, as if this entire show was not a side note. <laughs> this whole show, yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, details, details. I was watching James Corden, The Late Late Show, mm-hmm. and it was with, I think it was Dave Batista and Jenny Slate. And she brought up orange wine. Oh, there you go. She was doing like, a, they were doing Orange a, wine is having a moment. It's having a moment. She was talking about, they were doing a good cop, bad cop, and she was talking about wine, and she was like, orange wine. And I was like, has she been listening to our show? We're trendsetters. What can I say? I mean, and the movie that I think that Marcel the Shell with uh, shoes on was nominated for an Oscar. That's right. And you talked about that on the show, and that stars Jenny Slate. Yeah. yeah. It was such a good movie. Really, I recommend it. I have no idea what else was nominated for an Oscar, but I am actually so proud of the fact that I've seen one Oscar-nominated film. Did you see any of the others? Banshees of Inishirin? Nope. Ah, that's a great movie. I'm not great about seeing all of these different movies. I don't know what my deal is. I used to be, like, so up on it, and it was almost like I had a worksheet that I had to check off all the different movies and make sure that I saw them. I've really fallen off the wagon. Well, I guess falling on the wagon. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I typically end up missing out on a lot of them, too. But I think I've caught a few this year. Just trying to look up real quick um, what the best pictures are nominations for. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Haven't Read seen the book. that. Um, but yeah, and it, of course it was a, a popular movie yep. back in the 20s, I believe, yep. um, or early 30s. Uh, and then had a, a remake this last year mm-hmm. um, that's uh, in German. And in the book, it's about a German uh, soldier. Yep. So, yeah, so that makes sense. Um, Avatar, The Way of Water. Yeah. Uh, kind of surprised on that one. Um, uh, the Banshees of Inishirin. Elvis, the biopic Baz Luhrmann made. Didn't see it. Uh, I saw that one. It's on HBO Max. Okay. Worth a watch. Kind of fun. I, I don't know about Best Picture, though, for that. I'm a little surprised. Um, 
But uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. That's, I did see that. I haven't seen it. It's fantastic. supposed to be really good. You got to watch it. <laughs> the Fablemans. Um, that's the, uh, the Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg biopic. I kind of vaguely disguised <laughs> biopic. Yep. Uh, Tar. I haven't seen that. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Haven't seen that either. I did see that. Um, but I that's hear good best things. Picture. Yeah, I'm surprised as well. But wow. uh, yeah, it could win. A Triangle of Sadness, which I saw the uh, trailer for, and I said, I'm going to go see that. That looks great. And then the next day it was out of theaters. Wow. <laughs> and then uh, Women Talking, which uh, I have not seen, but uh, I imagine it's good if it's nominated. So so interesting. I feel like there's far more nominated films as time progresses. Like, it seems like there used to be like five yeah, and now it seems there's like there's lot. more than usual. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, mm, times we'll they're changing. Oscar Insider to explain that at some point. I know. Do we get press <laughs> credentials that we can use to like to go and do this stuff? I I don't know. <laughs> I, well, see, there's a question. Perfect. All right, Maybe we'll try for next year. I like it. All right. Anything else before we take a break? And bring back our guest? No, I'm excited to uh, talk to our guest today and find out who it is. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to let you know who it is, and we're going to figure out what we're talking about. Keep listening to Don't Ask Me to Talk. Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects. It's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. So last week, when we did the Wheel O Topics, we picked for the first time, bring a guest. So we did. And that's the first time we've picked that topic, yes, but we've had guests on the show before. Yes. yes. But it's I, I had added it to the list and thought it would be fun to be like, hey, bring a guest. Right. And so we did. And we'll see if it's fun or not. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's all going to be up to you, Steve. So the guest that we brought in today is Steve Has. And Steve is a friend of mine, a friend of the show. We figured he would be a good person to, to try this out with. I'm feeling a certain amount of pressure all of a sudden. No! And he was on Tuesday with you on Stacy Connect. So if people want to learn more about him, uh, definitely check out the podcast of Stacy Connects. Check out that episode because Steve and I talk a lot about financial, really illiteracy among really all ages and stages of life, and how important it is to get a sense of your money. Get it? See, get a mm-hmm. sense of your money. You <laughs> That's your tagline. You're welcome. Great. Uh, Spelled C E N T S. Uh huh. I like it. Totally. Uh, okay. So here we go. The idea here is so last week when we spun the wheel of topics, we landed on bring a guest. And so here is Steve. And now Eric is going to spin the wheel again. And we're going to see where it lands. This Let's... is happening live. Yes. Like, <laughs> I. I Oh, this will be a good one. Okay. All right. 
first job. Oh, that is yeah. a good one. Okay, so we have to lay out the the yeah. the game plan here because one could argue that you know having to take the foster kid. Uh, I don't mean he was in foster care. I mean his last name was Foster to school every day and walk him could be considered my first job. So is this first paying or first career job? I think like first job where you maybe had to like apply and like get the job. First time you had to fill out a W-2. Yeah, there you go. You know, versus when I was paid under the table. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Eric? Uh, Sure. My first job before this, you know, I didn't have to fill out a W-2. I did some babysitting and I did like a camp counseling thing, I think. But uh, yeah, that was all very informal. But first job where I had to fill out the W-2 and was part of a a bigger organization, I was with Kinney Shoes. Remember Kinney Mm -hmm. Shoes? Yeah. used to be in malls. Remember malls? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I started as a stock boy working one day a week and then I worked my way up to a salesperson uh, and then sales weren't that great. <laughs> so I was demoted back to being a stock boy. That wasn't on me. It was just a contraction of uh, Kinney Shoes sales right. uh, overall there for a little while. But because uh, that was right when like Foot Locker mm. first oh, came out. So they yeah. started to see some real competition uh, at that point. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting first gig. Okay. I was just happy to not, you know, be covered in grease or whatever at the end of the day. So well, how old were yeah. you then? I was uh, seventeen, I think. Okay. No, now, sixteen. How has 16. it impacted your shoe game? My shoe game. <laughs> <laughs> How's your shoe game as a result? Uh, I guess it taught me not to really worry about brands, just about what you know, a shoe looks like and how it fits. Okay. Um, So, yeah, uh, I guess that's impacted it that way. (laughs) Interesting. And then what about your shoe organization, since you were a stock boy? Uh, Yeah, I never got good at that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, you know, it's frenzied, right? I mean, I I would imagine that the stock room behind places is like, it's totally frenzied. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. I, I, you know, I was pretty good as a stock boy. I was able to get those shoes in their boxes, you know, up on the shelves in the right places, you know. Uh, and it was like a nine hour day and I had a little uh, break in between where I got to go get like uh, an apple fritter, like I think. Whatever the mall In the mall. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the highlight of my day. Uh, working at Kenny Shoes was going to get that apple fritter. I love it. Oh. Interesting. All right. Okay. You want me to go next or you want to go next? I'll go. Yeah, you go. All right. Let's hear All it, right. Steve. So about the same age, 16, 15, 16, uh, I worked at a travel agency in San Francisco where I lived over summers. And really? Yes. And to completely date myself, my job was to deliver airline tickets downtown to people who were taking business trips. Uh, so I would courier airline tickets around in the days where they were the carboned, you know, you had your seat assignment written in by the travel agent oh, yeah, who yeah. did it, who came off the big machine with the hole punch on either side yes. of it at the travel agency and you got your ticket and without your ticket, you couldn't fly. And there were no apps and there was no changing your seat on your you know phone or anything like that. It was, I delivered hard copy tickets to people wow. taking business trips. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of anybody having that as a job. That's very it, cool. It had to happen. And yeah. Good luck or bad luck, it ended up being me. That was before, you know, people could just go online Correct. and print up their boarding pass. That's oh, right. Totally. Or on their smartphone. That's you know? right. I yeah. do remember that, like, dot matrix printer or whatever, that it was like, chicken, chicken, chicken. Oh, yeah. And With airlines tractor used to, feed. Yeah. yeah. Airlines had <laughs> offices. You remember, you'd go to the TWA office, the United Airlines office, to get mm-hmm. a, a ticket reprinted if you needed it and things like that. It's a different time. Totally different time. Yeah. How'd you get that gig? A friend of our family worked at the travel agency, and I think it was he was one of the principals there, and they needed help, and I needed a job and wanted to make money, and found myself there. And how did this impact your shoe game? (laughs) Very minimally, surprisingly. You you would think there's a real connection, but I just couldn't get one. Well, I mean, you had to deliver everything. I mean, I wore shoes, if that's what you're asking. I wasn't barefoot while I did it, but... (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. How'd you get your job? You just went to the mall like any good teenage kid. And- you know, I think I knew somebody maybe that worked there that said, hey, come on down and fill out an application. I'll put in the good word for you. And then, bam, they <laughs> hired me like that day. So yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, okay. Mount Shasta Mall in Redding, California. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So your first job, was that Seattle that you were No, in? I grew up in San Francisco. So San downtown Francisco. San Francisco. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of hills. A lot of hills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zipping up and down, delivering airline tickets. That's yeah, it. Right? Not on a yeah. uh, skateboard. No, it, it was really mostly downtown. Down. It was to businesses. So I didn't, my, my circle of influence was fairly narrow. <laughs> and how old were you, Steve? It was in high school. I would have been 16, 17. Something like that. Did anybody ever like tip you for that? You know, like hey, no, oh, never got okay. a tip. No, it was it was <laughs> dropping it at a receptionist in a yeah. in a corporate office. Oh, no, I no, I actually suddenly feel slighted. I never got <laughs> tips, but no, I didn't. Because <laughs> that's kind of no. important stuff. You would you know? think you so. The, yes, I feel like I should have. We're been. sending yeah. our first guest to therapy, or not our first guest, but our it, first uh, like in, in today's <laughs> environment, I would have had a Venmo, you know, scan thing to tip yeah. with. But no, back then I just dropped them off and. Still, more. that sounds like a pretty cool kind of adventurous It was in a way, fine. Gig. It was, yeah. you yeah. know, you're out doing stuff outside. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I like it. And Stacy, how about you? So my first job where uh, I was working for someone other than my mother or the neighbors or whatever was uh, for a business associate of my dad's. He owned a triangle printing, which is essentially like a, uh, a copy center. Mm-hmm. And so I worked on Saturdays Mm. and uh, my big claim to fame there is that uh, when Brooke Shields was at Princeton, he would uh, he had cornered the market on printing the uh, thesis for the students. So they would do hardbound Mm. copies of their thesis. And so she came in and that's where she had it done. And hers was on uh, her movies that she did with uh, Louis Mal. Mm. Anyway, did you meet her? Yes, and I also had lived in the same town with her previously in a weird, like, connection. Okay. She lived, like, five houses up the street from me, and my brother, who was a teenager at the time, totally tried to hit on her, and she was like, yeah, no. <laughs> but that's cute. Mm. Um, anyway, so my first real job, though, was for a country club. I worked as a server and lifeguard. That's right. This mm. athletic specimen... <laughs> I went and I But not at the same time, right? I mean, you weren't like, oh, here's your sandwich. Excuse me, I got to go save somebody from drowning. I mean, I could have, 
<laughs> but uh, so it was it for a tennis club, and so you would uh, either take the orders at the window, you would run the orders, and then when you weren't doing those things, you were a lifeguard, so you would have to like change what you did throughout the day and uh, and change your clothes and whatever. So mm-hmm. shoes really came in handy for the running piece. Okay. But I didn't need them for the lifeguarding piece. Now, did you have to go through all kinds of training for this with like CPR and sw- yes. swimming and all that stuff? Yes. Did you save anybody? No. Mm. Not because I let them drown, but because <laughs> no one required saving. That guy didn't tip. <laughs> when I brought his order out. <laughs> exactly. Nuts to him. Exactly. Uh, it was a, uh, the club was called Pretty Brook Tennis Club, and it was essentially a former private residence. So the pool was not terribly big, and it was freezing even in August. Hmm. And so there wasn't really that much activity. Um However, I did have to go through all the training and everything. And I remember for the final uh, test, it was a man that was teaching. Well, there was a man and a woman that was teaching the class. And the man was in an unfortunate bathing suit style. and Meaning a Speedo? Yep. Yeah. And he was not a small man. And I had to save him. And I did. And I did it because I was like, I am not grappling with this guy. (laughs) And so... I just went and I saved him, and it was great. And then I never had to put that into use ever again. Nice. Yeah. And that was actually, that job uh, was very, I probably the job where I got the best compliment that I've ever been given, which uh, I was, I was uh, suggested for the job by the then president of the country club, which is, sounds like a great thing, except that yeah. the manager of the club was like, ugh. And during the interview, he was like, do you know how to vacuum? Like, he assumed that I was like this, you know, young woman that didn't know how to do anything and that I was entitled. And I was like, I'm my mother's cleaning lady. Are you kidding? I totally know how to vacuum. Uh, Anyway, after working with him for a few years, he was like, "Uh, your ability to treat the guy that uh, fixes the pool and Mm. the president of this country club with the same amount of respect will serve you well. That is a great compliment. Right? Do you remember anything that, like, you learned that was, like, a pivotal moment from your first job? No, certainly nothing that profound. No. That was a good one. No, that's a good one. That's tough to top. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I don't. What about you, Eric? Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you set the bar really high for the 16-year-old job of learning right there. I, I had to buy a, a suit jacket for my first day uh, doing sales, and... Uh, I thought after that, you know, I thought, I like suits. <laughs> it's not profound, <laughs> any stretch uh, by any means. But, uh, you know, after that, I kind of thought, yeah, I, I could see wearing a suit uh, every day. Now I don't, of course. But right. at the time, I thought, you know, mm-hmm. this, ain't, this isn't so bad. People it's kind of nice. Yeah. Like, people just sort of like treat you with a certain amount of respect. They do. Yep. Interesting. All right. And then what was the, um, I don't know how much time we have here. Uh, we got about four or five minutes. All right. So then let's go around. Steve, what was your next job from there? Oh, so my next job was like a real, real job, like out of school uh, job that was as an assistant buyer in a department store in downtown L.A. Shoes, perchance? It was not shoes. No, Uh, I was in the home store. I was actually in cookware. It was my very first real job, like paycheck, suit every day, which I think feels cool for about 
10 days. And then, you know, if I never wore a suit again, I'd be just fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was real drive downtown LA from my apartment in Santa Monica and park in the big building and go to my office. And, you know, that was my first like real person job. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of a big deal. It was a very cool job. I, it led me to a 25 plus year career in retail. So obviously some of it stuck. And I think somebody told me when I started, you'll either get into this and love it forever and, you know, find different ways to stay engaged in retail or you'll think we're all crazy and be out of it. And the training class I came into was about half and half of which bucket we fell into. And I fell into the half that stayed with it. So Well, and I know that you stayed with it because uh, your your housewares game is still good because you made homemade <laughs> pasta. I have developed a passion for cooking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if that was the roots of it, but it, it, it certainly that many years later is still around. Right. Had to start yeah. somewhere. What yeah. about you, Eric? What was your... Second job, I uh, got hired by a pizza restaurant, um, and I was making pies. And uh, then, you know, they were like, hey, you know, we were looking at your address, and we've got a location, like, about uh, half a mile away from your where you live. Would you rather work there? And I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can walk to work as opposed to, you know, getting a ride. Uh, but they're like, oh, but it's uh, for a dishwasher. So oh. uh, I was like, well, still, I think the that outweighs the having to get a ride out to wherever right. it was, you know, far away <laughs> from That's my fair. house. So I took that gig. Um, and uh, so I was the dishwasher at a pizza place. And I was making, uh, they for whatever reason, they assigned the make fried zucchini uh, and fried mushrooms to the dishwasher. So that was <laughs> the real cooking part that I I did. But uh, it was kind of, uh, you know, I, I didn't really enjoy being a dishwasher, but I kind of liked that I was able to let my mind drift to other things. During that, I could do the dishes without giving it much thought. So it was easy to, you know, think about other stuff and dream <laughs> about the future and creative endeavors. So well, yeah, it was kind of cool. I worked in the food service industry uh, back in the day, and I will say that the dishwasher is like the backbone mm -hmm. because when you don't have the dishes that you need to make the stuff, it's a problem. So unsung hero you were. <laughs> Definitely unsung. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what about you? What was your second job? Uh, I fell into the gap. Mm. I went in um, after I left college. I went looking for a job because I was like retail, of course. And mm -hmm. uh, they said, awesome, we're looking for an assistant manager. And I was like, oh, I just got promoted. Mm. Look at that before I even started. And so I became an assistant manager at the Gap at the Quaker Bridge Mall. Wow. Yep. And I can still do the gap fold. So there you go. I learned something from my first job and Very my second cool. job. And did you save anybody's life there? Uh, no. Anybody and come in in a Speedo? No. <laughs> okay. Thankfully, so no. quite different. Quite different. <laughs> than the first no Speedos, yes. Quite different. Thank God. Yes. Anyway, interesting. Love the whole first job thing. Mm. They're just, they're not, they're not like they used to be. I feel really ancient right now. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, people still have to start someplace and yep. retail and food and uh, maybe not delivering airline tickets no, anymore. No, I don't think that's around, but it, <laughs> it, new new jobs for new kids. I'm sure there's, you know, there's a variation on that, no yeah. doubt, you know, delivery of yep. all kinds of stuff. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, good places to start. I think, you, you know, if you get something that uh, you can 
and somewhat enjoy mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and can do a good job, you know, you, you've started off on the right path. It's a building block. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Got to well, start somewhere. Hey, Steve, thanks for being our guest. Thanks for having me. Talking about random first job stuff. I love the fact that you were willing to just spin the wheel and see wherever it may <laughs> land. All right. Well, uh, you know what that means, Eric. We're going to have to find out what Vance Dingfelder of Dingfelder's Deli was first job was. Oh. I think we, he probably has actually talked about it on the show, but probably. we'll just confirm. <laughs> I do know he was a taxi driver also at a past life. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's a whole new shade on things. Plus, we'll find out what he's doing now, which is, of course, making great food at Dingfelder's Deli. So There you go. Everybody stay tuned for more. Don't ask me to talk. Anything else? No. We'll be right back. Awesome. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture, or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Interested in learning something new? Meeting someone new? Find out things that we have in common? Well, of course you are. You're a human being. So let's get intentional about it. Join me, JDK Winnikin, every week and get all of that in less than an hour. I'm a writer, a historian, a social commentator, and my show is all about you. Really, that's what it's called. This show is all about you. Get my perspectives on the week's news and hear fascinating guests whose stories will inspire and move you. My show is all about giving you something that connects us. Join me Mondays on Kixie 880 at 3 p.m. or download it as a podcast. Can't get enough of Stacy and Eric? Then be sure and check out Stacy Connects with Stacy Heller wherever you find podcasts. Stacy chats with guests about a variety of topics, hoping to make a connection through conversation. Don't ask me to talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. That's right, and you know what time it is. It's time to talk to the Lord of the Sandwich, the Duke of the Deli, the King of the Kanesh, the Baron of Breakfast. That's right. It is Mr. Vance Dingfelder from Dingfelder's Delicatessen. Sir, how are you? How are you? Okay. I am super. Did you have a good Purim? Oh, Purim was so, you know, I got my grogger. I was grogging Heyman all day long. <laughs> we had kids in the, we had Esther's and, and Heyman and Hashavuerit and Mordechai. Ay, 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 it was a day to behold, let me tell you. But, you know, the funny thing is, you know, every year you go into a holiday, you're kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to do better than last year. Mm-hmm. We broke a record. I'm just going to say we sold more hamantaschen than pastrami. Wow. That's all I'm going to say. Amazing. And that's pretty crazy. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Because normally the pastrami is the best seller, right? Pastrami's number one. Yeah. You know, ninety percent of the time. I can see you know, why. Top ten of the top ten. Um, but to beat out pastrami, and we're talking, you know, a three dollar item. 
Right. Right. That's a lot of that's a lot of hamantash. A lot of hamantash. A hamana hamana. To be exact about a hamana hamana. Okay. To be exact, over the four days. Okay. Yeah. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We sold a few on Thursday, but just a couple dozen. You ready? Yeah, we're so waiting. 1,800. 18, wow. <laughs> and we probably, we, and I felt so bad because we, we, we ran out last night at like uh, 6.30. And there were still people coming in. Uh, and then we turned it, off, we turned it off online and people were still ordering it. Wow. Online. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, next year we'll make more, I hope. Now you know. Now we got Passover. Passover's yep. coming. All right. You know, so that's that's Mozzarella. Oh. You, you, why don't you do a live show from from the deli? Oh, maybe. Might have to do that. You know, uh, April fourth. Yeah, the Mozzarella. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I a good you, time. I give you a few. I can give you a few pounds of Mozzarella. I mean, I, I like will work for Mazzarocca, I'm just saying. <laughs> you, know, you did the last time. Yeah, that's true. That is true. No, I think I paid for it because I was, <laughs> I was so like Chloe respectful. Well, you know what? Like you, people you put in the work. She did that? Yeah. You were like, you really enjoyed the fact that she that she wouldn't. Yeah, you know, she didn't go, oh, just take it. It's on the house. No. People so, work hard. So, Vance, before we go too far astray, as we occasionally do, <laughs> um, before the break, I teased that we'd find out what your first job was. And uh, I'm guessing it had something to do with food, but, uh, you know, it could have been anything. Can you enlighten no, I, us on your first job? The first real job. Yeah. Now, I, I, I was working. I had pictures of me working in my father's restaurant, I was about seven years old. And I legitimately was working. I mean, he, mm-hmm. you know, he, I would, you know, make hamburgers. Mm-hmm. I rolled the hamburgers. You know, take 10 pounds of ground beef and make, you know, 34 hamburgers out of it. And mix egg salad, make tuna fish. Yep. So I don't know if that's considered to be a job, because you know, I'd say that's a, a job. Bucks, but you know, so not working in my father's restaurant, I went to work at this place called Charlie's Place. Wow. <laughs> was this also a restaurant, or this was a restaurant? <laughs> okay, yes, because, of course. Because I knew it was a place in Roosevelt Field Mall, and <laughs> you had the skill set already. Uh, believe it or not, it was like a deli. Right, it was one of those coffee shop places in the mall mm-hmm. that had an open front and a counter. Like you'd walk up to the counter and you'd order something. And I worked the hot dog grill, the fryer, and the griddle, and which is something that I could do <laughs> like the back of your hands. So I, that that was literally my first real job that wasn't given to me by a parent. And yeah, yeah, that was it. Well, the brilliant thing is that you've been. I have to remind you, in New York, you got paid cash. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) 
Well, the great thing is that you've taken a lifetime of experience, uh, you know, starting from when I was seven years old, and have taken all of the lessons that you've learned from that and put them into your own restaurant, uh, the amazing Dingfelder's Deli, and of course, Nourish Catering as well. And uh, if you want more information on either of those, you should go to dingfelders.com, right? Eric, what was your first job? My first job, we talked about this on the show, but it was also working in a mall. It was at Kinney Shoes in the Mount Shasta Mall in Redding, California. Oh, my God. Kinney Shoes? That's right. Uh, and what about you, Stace? Uh, my first job was working at a country club in Princeton, New Jersey. Ooh. Uh, the other thing that we talked about is uh, you mentioned Passover. And yes. that's coming up. And we also today talked about school lunches. And you know what's really good uh, to take to school? Uh, probably uh, some meats from Dingfelder's on a delicious sandwich, right? You sell your uh, various meats by the pound, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, and, and, you know I, I, our retail is 40% of the business. You know, a lot of people take stuff home. Um, it's so funny. People, I like, we'll do catering jobs, um, you know, with Nourish or with Dinkfelders, where they'll combine the two. Mm-hmm. They'll want to have deli meats with, you know, roasted cauliflower salad, you know, things like that, and, and lamb chops. So they'll combine the two catering businesses to make a menu. We did a birthday party this past weekend, and the person sent me the picture of the leftover sandwich that they were taking to work today. I love it. I think it's hysterical, okay? But it was a gorgeous sandwich. Of course it was. (laughs) Of course it was. And Eric and I were talking about, like, the, uh, you know, he's like, back in the day, he had uh, the hot lunch. I had to bring lunch from home. He's like, in hindsight, you know, a a warm lunch or a really good lunch was kind of cool. It was that grass is always greener kind of thing, you know, where she thought she was getting short-sighted and I thought I was getting short-shifted. Exactly. (laughs) I loved hot lunch. Yeah. I really did. My favorite hot lunch was spaghetti, okay? And I used to make a spaghetti sandwich with the Italian bread and the butter that they gave me. Oh. And I thought it was the best. My mother who had me on a diet from the time I was three, always sent me to school with, like, a turkey sandwich or a... Yeah. And, and I'd be like, who wants to trade for a peanut butter and jelly? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, well, Pete's mom, my husband's mom, sent him to work with bologna on Hollywood diet bread. Oh, my God, okay. You remember? Oh, my God, the Hollywood diet bread. Yep, that's I love bologna sandwich. Horsehead bologna was the best bologna ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not a fan of bologna myself. I do, however, no, no but I... You like, do you like olive loaf? No. <laughs> no. And I, and I... What about head cheese? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Guys. Head, head cheese. All right. I love head cheese, I, I, when I was young, I would look at head cheese and go, ew. <laughs> yeah, well, I think pretty much everybody says that. Not everybody. 
Well, yeah, they're they're still making it, so somebody had to like it. But uh, yeah, they just put it in the case for people to go, ew. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> they just charge twenty five cents anytime no, someone says you. In fact, worse, it just gives it to them. It's like uh, the when you used to go to the deli as a kid, and there was the big pickle barrel. It was like, Mom, can I get a pickle? Hey, when is Dingfelder is going to do a pickle barrel? <laughs> we have pickle barrels, okay? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Just not in the front. Yeah, I know. I love your pickles. I mean, honestly, <laughs> your pickles are unbelievable. They're, really, they're so good. They're really good. Well, they're sour. We sour them. I know. We make the pickles. Yeah. Okay? But I sour them because a good sour pickle requires some love. Yep. It doesn't just happen. No, it, it doesn't. Okay, so we're starting Reuben soon. It's getting close. Yeah, all right. You keep saying that. But in the no, meantime... I'm waiting for the menu board. All right, all right. But in the no, meantime... So wait a sec. Right? Oh, okay. There's, there's a Reuben. There's a Rachel. There's a Raven. Yep. There's a Ruby. <laughs> a Ruby? And a Ruby. What's a Ruby? A small Reuben? No. <laughs> it's... A ruby, a ruby is... It's the vegetarian Reuben, right? No. That's the no, raven. No. Oh, that's the raven. Okay, yeah. No, I, I, wait a minute. Oh, wait, no, the raven is with turkey. The, well, that's the ruby, is the turkey. Oh. And we, we were thinking... <laughs> we're trying to figure out a name, but the vegetarian one, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to call it Rhinot. <laughs> right on. I like it. Oh, that's Very good. good. <laughs> that's good. All right. I yes. didn't think of it. <laughs> well, I think but you have I to like call it. the the uh, the Reuben a Tom because it's a Tom turkey, right? So, so you know, I made a sandwich called the Tom Hogger when I was a little kid at my father's restaurant. He put it on the menu. It didn't sell that well. Oh, well. Yeah. It's ham and turkey on a hero. All right. Melted mustard cheese. <laughs> I'd eat that. And, and grilled tomato. Sounds great. I know. I'm like, with, with, with like mayonnaise and mustard on it. It was a pretty good challenge. He's Sign doing, me up. He's doing it again. We we have to hang up with you because <laughs> you're making right. us hungry again. You're making us too hungry, yeah. man. Sorry. So uh, <laughs> if you want to experience this for yourself, go to Dingfelder's Delicatessen or go to the website dingfelders.com or go to nourishcatering.com and whatever lunch you decide to get, whether you get a ruby or a raven or uh, a tom or whatever, <laughs> just get a pickle. Or a ruben or the pastrami. Oh, so many great options. Club. Yeah, exactly. So, a couple of francs on a Kaiser roll. There you go. That sounds great, too. I- I'll take it all. Some sauerkraut, a little mustard ketchup, a little relish. Add it to my tab. Maybe some onions. No, nope. hold the onion. All right, we really got to go. <laughs> <laughs> You're making us way too hungry. We got to wrap up the show. Vance, always a pleasure to talk to you, sir. Eric, Stacy, I love you guys. Have a beautiful evening. Thank you. Oh, man, those pickles that he has, like they are good with any sandwich. Love a classic pickle. Well, you know what time it is now. It's time to figure out what the heck are we talking about next week from the wheel. Of random. Woohoo! There we go.
So next week, we're talking about what we've recently watched. Oh, all right. Cool. Yeah. We've uh, done I, that I, before, but it's been a while. Luckily, I've been doing my homework on this for uh, months, <laughs> and I've been watching a ton of stuff. So Awesome. Yeah. This is going to be perfect, and it's going to, hey, coincide with Oscars. So, you know, we can even talk about our Oscar uh, thoughts, maybe. There you go. Yeah. I love it. All right. So next week. Uh, hey, until then, have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.